Don't fake it, just bust a move. This joint is gonna get you in the mood. Hey, it's the Koi Pond. Joe Koi, uh, thank you, Corolla Digital. I can finally brag to my mom I made it. I made it, mom. When you have an Asian mom, it doesn't matter what you do in America, it's not enough. <laughs> it's not enough. It's like, mom, I, uh, I got on the Tonight Show. Oh, okay, well, um, my uncle, uncle, uncle. Uh, made a railroad. <laughs> How do you live up to that? You don't. That's impossible. You don't. My That's mom five had generations of uncles. My mom had much lower standards. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Really? I mean, both my older brothers uh, dropped out of high school. Yeah. And so when I came along, I think my mom she just wanted me to graduate from high school. So I dropped out of high school as well. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But she still loves me. She still loves me. It's lower Just, standards that, in the Shiftlet household. I, I, that, that's what moms do. It, it's like, especially when you have boys. By the way, it's Chris Shiftlet. Indeed, indeed. Uh, you, I, you, you know who he is. Okay, it's legend, or maybe uh, not. No, how do they not know? Yeah, a lot of people point. don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> don't, don't ever say that. First of all, uh, when when they see the way you're dressed, they're surprised. <laughs> You know what I mean? Oh, am I supposed to be in like leather and scarf? Oh, I'm telling you, man. Rock, rock legends can wear whatever they want. Exactly. And when someone looks at you and goes, that's what Chris chose to wear today? How, you know what I mean? Because they know, they're like, this guy's worth how much money? Well, I think and they he's would... wearing the, the Navy. Now, I'm going to, no, hold on. Let me describe <laughs> shit. Chris, let me describe it. Let me describe the outfit. I want you to know my wife is going to be horrified no, 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 when no. she listens to this. <laughs> no, right no, no, no. Because this is like her chief complaint no, no, no. about me, too. No. Oh. <laughs> but let me tell you this. Let me tell you. He's wearing a blue V-neck. By the way, that's all I wear are V-necks. Okay? Nice. And as you can tell, when you look at this V-neck, it's an expensive V-neck. You can tell. You know the difference it's expensively between expensively thin, it, but it's but ah. it's expensive. I know it is. I can tell by the thread count on that V neck. <laughs> it's expensive. He didn't get that at Marshalls. That's not a beefy T Hanes. Yeah. It you wasn't in I mean? a pack. It wasn't like an open. These are pack expensive thing. jeans he's wearing. You know what? These I... are expensive Adidas he's wearing. It just it's the homeless. It's the homeless uh, look. You should see my minivan out front. That's going to really disappoint <laughs> you and everybody else. But rock, that's how rock stars get down. Like, yeah. you you look casually rich. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? I know I know, I make sense right now. Do you, you know what I'm saying, right, Chris? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Like, when Chris walked in, you're like, okay, that guy looks like a million bucks. I wear his outfit. I'm like, all right, Joe's struggling right elegantly now. Elegantly disheveled. Exactly. Uh, elegantly uh, disheveled. It, I'll yes. take that. That's nice. Thank you're you. a rock star, man. You're a well, legend. Uh, we're the trying. Foo Fighters. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Well, I'm trying. I'm not good at taking compliments. I swear to God. I've never, I always get really awkward when people say, like, oh, I like your band. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I like your band? (laughs) No one says I like your band. Not one human has ever said, I like your band. It happens. Your band is so universal. Like, 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 it doesn't matter if you don't even like rock or if you like grunge or if you like punk, everybody loves the Foo Fighters. It's just that's how it is, man. It's it's Dave it's Grohl nice. walks in. It's nice. Yeah, man. Well, it's I'm, good. I'm from I'm from Tacoma, Washington. Oh, okay. So uh, of course my I'm mom a... lives in Squim. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know Squim? <laughs> I don't know where Squim is. <laughs> Squim, Squim, Washington. It's out uh, around the Olympic Peninsula. Oh, is it? Yeah. 
Oh my god. We're not like from there or anything. No. But, um, but she retired up there. You're originally from Santa Barbara. Indeed. Okay. And yeah. you have two other brothers. Got two older brothers and a stepbrother. Did did they influence you in uh, playing the guitar? Huge. They yeah, were the I, whole reason I played guitar. When, really? Like, when I was, uh, I mean, as 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 long as I can remember. Yeah. Um, my I just my earliest memories are my brother's records. Yeah. Yeah. So is it was your ability to just play behind or to write? Like, do you write? I mean, I write songs and stuff, but I I think um, my I'm probably my you know I'm best at or most most comfortable playing yeah. like lead guitar, yeah, and just and just taking it yeah. right, complimenting yeah. hand in glove, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I I write songs and stuff, but like you know, I think of myself as a guitar player, yeah, man, before anything else, killing it too. The lead guitar, the guitar to me is just. It's that instrument that complements the song the best. I don't know that people. It, but the guitar playing that like I grew up with. Yeah, and I'm 45 years old. Yeah. So the, when I was a little kid and I was first picked like picked up a guitar, it was mm-hmm. in the shred by the way, Chris, era. Chris, by the way, you look amazing. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to, because I want to say that first it's of that all. disheveled uh, rich look. It's, that we it's, were it's a lot of time look. at the spa with creams yes, and ointments man. and yeah, yeah, yeah. buffers yes, and things. Yes. yes, you smell like like assorted fruits. <laughs> I, I actually like I do that, not. That they put I into a lotion. You got to get a little closer. <laughs> a little closer. I'm a little gamey. I smell a makeover about to happen soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could we could do that. We got some time. To fill, you know, why not get a uh, you know masseuse in here or whatever? So, um, what, so yeah, that, so that like era... when I was a little kid, like it was like you know the shred era, like yeah. you know it was um, you know coming out of the seventies into the early eighties, it was yeah. like you know Eddie Van Halen and Randy yep. Rhodes and then Ingve Malmsteen and all those guys. Yeah. So when I was first starting to play guitar, it's like that was the kind of guitar playing that I wanted to do. Yeah. I never got good enough to really do that, you yeah. know what I mean? Because like how many people can actually play like Ingve yeah. Malmsteen? It's crazy. Mm. And then things change, but it's funny because somewhere in like the you know. Somewhere along the way, lead guitar playing went really out of style. Yeah, like yeah, it became like dude. if any time you played a lead mm-hmm. in a band, everyone would go like, Ugh, "Make that stupid heavy metal thing," like yeah. Ugh, you know, because like a handful of guys kind of like ruined it in the late '80s. That's my theory on it. Mm-hmm. And then little by little, it slowly, you know, thanks to guys like maybe like Jack White and people like that, it's yeah, sort of like dude. it's come back into being, yeah. you know, something like the guys in the Strokes play great it's leads, so yeah. great. or the you know the guy in the Black Keys would have played some nice lead, you know. So now like I feel like lead guitar has gotten. Do you think cool the, again. You, what, what you're saying is the guys that played lead, the way their persona was, kind of killed the whole... Yes. You know, the way, yeah. Yes. There was a lot of spandex there for a little while. Yeah. And some bad, you <clears throat> and know, they bad guitar tones and maybe not the greatest songs in the world. <laughs> Things yeah. got a little silly. And I can say that because I love that stuff. Yeah. I love that stuff You knew when it was coming, too, that, yeah. that lead, that classic 80s, like, oh, here it comes. Oh, this yeah. is a bridge. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. Because yeah. there was like the put false harmonic the, and the dive bomb. Whee! Dude, foot on the yeah. amp and oh, it's, yeah. come, here it comes, man. And then it kind of died down, too, with that whole. And it was replaced with a turntable on the stage for many, many years. I mean, like, kind of grunge killed it and punk killed it in the 90s. And, and and you know yeah then whatever music just changed and it's just, yeah, yeah. Of, it's back it is back a on that of... on that end I gotta tell you I recently got to play uh, soccer with uh, Iron Maiden that's oh, wow. yeah, it was that's like a dream. it was that's it was it was just Steve Harris from best, Iron Maiden dude. but I mean he's like the Still, guy that's yeah the dude and it was yeah. like their team that they they like, when God. they go on tour. They go play pickup soccer games. Apparently, it was you know, unbelievable. Did they have the mascot what? on their shirt? <laughs> but no, they did the, on the shirt. Yeah, they, the, they had the, Iron Maiden jerseys. Dope, dude. It was incredible. <laughs> you know what's crazy about Iron Maiden? Uh, one, they've been around for I think almost forty years. I think it was early since what the mid seventies. I, I think, think it was, maybe I before think it was they early started making. Re- I think it was early seventies, and not only that, 
Uh, you don't know any of the front men. You don't know what they look like. All we know is it's a skeleton on the album oh. all the time. It's Eddie. <laughs> and then here's another one that's going to blow your mind. You ready for this, Chris? James? Never been inducted to the Hall of Fame. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That doesn't surprise me. I don't that doesn't see, surprise me. How is that possible? Because there's a, there's a bias to bands like like certain kinds of bands and bands like them. I mean, didn't did Deep Purple just go in finally? I think so. The, like, I mean, how long one. have they been eligible? It's crazy. It just it just kind of you know I I think uh, as far as the Hall of Fame that that's what it's about Hall of Fame. We're talking about a tour band that has their own seven fifty seven. Totally. It was just parked that down says, at LAX because they just played yeah. the form. It was well, like I saw it. I saw it in Minnesota or something like that. And I just remember, I just remember driving to the airport and seeing it, you know, on the side. And I'm just like, "Yo, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. what? Well, Are I, you kidding me?" And Bruce Dickinson <laughs> flies it. It's the same. I have no idea. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I would oh, be yeah. surprised if he hired John Travolta Come to fly on. it. That's <laughs> how much loot they got. Oh yeah. They got money, money. They got old, just good money. I got to tell you, a long time ago, this was way before any of us were married or had kids or any of that sort of thing. And, and nothing happened. It's just a totally innocent story. But I just have to throw that disclaimer out there in case my wife ever listens to it. Yeah. So we were down in South America on tour yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. It was the first time we ever went down there. And we were playing this big festival down in Rio. Mm. And Iron Maiden was playing the same festival, but the weekend after us. And so the weekend we were there... For some reason, all their wives were there and in the same hotel as us. Really? So there was like – like the Iron Maiden wives would be like holding court down in the bar. <laughs> yeah. And they were – you know, at that time, they're a little bit older. And so they're yeah. like these cougars. You yeah. Know, these hot rocker cougars. Oh, yeah. yeah. And be like, whoa, there's Iron Maiden wives again. Yeah, yeah. All Check of them, them have – all of them have huge net worths. Totally. All of them. Huge net worth. Huge net worths. <laughs> it's a business at that point, Right. What, be, accepts, being married or what? Well, I mean that. that well, I, first of all, I'm talking to a, I'm talking to the guitarist of the of the Foo Fighters. Like, I mean, it's it, the money. Uh, you know what I'm saying, though. Like Iron Maiden, it's just like I mean, I was I was eight, nine when I used to see kids walking around with Iron Maiden te- Iron Maiden tees. Oh, like yeah. that's legend, man. That's yeah. like that's up there with Nike. It's it's they're hand in hand. Well, I think when you when a band is like. That big, uh, like any band, like our band, it's like a you know, there's a big organization. Yes, you know, there's yes. A, a lot of people, there are a lot of moving parts. Mm-hmm. You know, That's but I imagine it's probably for them. I would hope it's the same way it is for us. Where when when we get together to rehearse or whatever, it's yeah. still just the guys in the band in a room. Yeah, you know, yeah. playing yeah. music. It's that that part of it sort of never changes. Yeah, you know, it's all the stuff around it. It's like the size of the venue and mm-hmm. how you get to the venue and. Yeah. All that sort of thing. That's what changes. But do you, do you still uh, get tickled when you hear one of your songs on the radio? I, I get tickled when it's like the new single. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're playing it. Cool. But you don't care about like the like just any Foo Fighters. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Yeah. It is right. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't bother me. But I, we, you know, but the thing that's exciting is when you hear the new song. Yeah. On the radio, that's that's where you're like, that's oh, cool. cool. They're playing it. Do you have kids? I got three boys. How old are they? They are uh, 12, 9, and 8. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. And that's the best age right there. Oh, it's crazy. My son's at 13, and I'm going to tell you this right now. This just happened today, (laughs) and I was going to talk about it on the pod. You guys are going to love this. My son, Joe... Uh, that's, of course, I got creative and named him Joe. <laughs> um, he, his mom calls me at work, so she's whispering. She's like, you're not going to believe what your son did. And I'm like, what? He took $20 off the bill, uh, off, the, off the bar. And uh, 
And I told because she's we're divorced right now, mm. but you know, but we always talk. You know, what yeah, I mean? yeah, sure. And, and she's like, and I and uh, me and Gino got into a fight because he needed that twenty dollars because he was supposed to run an errand. Blah blah. Long story short, they got into a fight because the twenty dollars is missing, and he's saying you didn't leave the twenty, and she said I did leave the twenty, but my son took it. Okay, you know that he took it. Oh yeah, he already admitted to it. Oh, okay, he's in the car next to me. So now I'm mad, and I'm like, Joe, see what? You, and what's crazy? We're not hurting for money. He just did it because I saw it laying there, and I took it. And I'm like, Joe, you can't do that because that affects things. Like what you did, that little thing that you did caused a fight between your mom and Gino, and now they're fighting because oh, you, you took this twenty. I, you got to stop, Joe. Grow up. You know what I mean? St- don't do stuff like that. I'm sorry, Dad. I'm sorry. Don't do it again. You pissed me off. I mean, so, but watch this. You're gonna love this part, Chris. We walk into McDonald's, right? And I go, I go, what do you want to get? And, and we ordered our food. And then I reached for my my wallet and I left it in the car. He goes, Dad, I got twenty bucks. If you want it. <laughs> <laughs> Joking or he See? was serious? No, he was. La- he started crying, laughing. That's funny. But I mean, yeah. that's the cool age right now. It's well, that's like, nice on two levels for you because it, it proves that your son is funny. Yes. So he's taking after you there. Yeah. So that's nice. It's yeah. like you know, it's like when I see my kid play the piano. I'm like, oh, he's so musical. Mm-hmm. Which one's playing the piano? They're all playing the piano. Are you still, kidding yeah. me? It's best instrument to start. See, this is what I'm saying, man. Talent is it's it's uh is that called hereditary? It's in the semen, man. I you love, should sell your semen. You know, I would <laughs> love to buy some Foo Fighter semen. How do you know we don't already sell I know, it? Yeah. Do you that sell could be like it? out of the merch hey, booth, like in a little vial. Oh my you know? god. That would be the most amazing thing. You know how long that line would be? Just <laughs> Yeah, but then on stage. Just Chris looks so tired. Yeah, yeah. Chris is, yeah you don't look so tired. I got nine and more dudes in a walkout. I'm forty five with three kids. I don't have much of that left. <laughs> Sell every ounce. Bro. There, there you go. That, that's <laughs> that's food, a retirement food plan. Fugu or what would you? Get? No, it's, Sorry. it's yeah. funny. Like kids with with money. It's a funny thing. I, I watched all my kids sort of learn about the value of money. Yeah. At in, in different ways. You know, it, it, at right about the same age. Yeah. And they all, I think, went through the same phase where they thought that they were like earning money by just taking it out of my wallet. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And when we go on on tour, like we get per diem. Yeah. And so when I'm in a touring cycle, which we're not now, we're like on a break, but when we're touring a lot, I always have my per diem money. I just stick it in my wallet and then, yeah. you know, it just sits there for a while. Yeah. You just saw so like per diem money build. Right. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It's nice. <laughs> if you feel like you're, you know, your wallet's getting fat. Yeah. But so my kids would just go take it out of there. Uh, and I remember my oldest one time took like a hundred dollar bill out of my wallet and went to school and some kid in his class was like selling water to the kids on the side. Yeah. Like sneaky for a buck. For yeah. you get bottled water for a buck. Yeah, and so my son thought his hundred dollar bill was was, uh, or he thought his one dollar bill was cooler than his hundred dollar bill. So he oh, used no. the hundred dollar bill to buy the water to buy the water, and a teacher just happened to see it. But we were like mortified because I was like, "How shit? How excuse me? You can no, that's that out. How, how, <laughs> how 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 lame do we look as parents that our kids are walking around with hundred dollar bills in their pockets? You I know, know yeah, what I mean? That's it our was, lunch yeah, money. Here, here, here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, for you and even your though, yeah, I mean, even though he took it out of my wallet, and I didn't know. But yeah, but actually, that's not true. I did know, and I thought it was funny yeah. that he was walking around with a hundred dollar <laughs> bill yeah, in his yeah. pocket. I did. I thought it was funny. That's player right there. Exactly. And and so that's that was sort of like the moment that we had to have the like. Here's what a dollar's yep. worth, son. How old how was he when this happened? Oh, he was. Like kindergarten or first oh grade. Oh my god! Yeah. You're lucky, that's the man. Coolest, that's the coolest kid in the world. He would have showed up with paddle balls and looking like a, just all kinds <laughs> right. of pinwheels. Yeah. And exactly. guess what? Yeah. 
He's 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 in kindergarten with a hundred dollar bill. Yeah, do, yeah. Do you it's know a what? poor reflection on us as parents. You know what I mean? What's wrong with that family? It's pretty funny. Yeah. My son, my uh, last year he bought a pair of uh, glasses, the kind you buy at the party time. You know, the party time glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're like a dollar fifty, so they, they you can buy like ninety of them for all the kids to look cool. And and he came, he had them on his face, and I go, "Where'd you get it?" He goes, "Oh, I bought it." I go, how much did you pay? He goes, I don't know. I had like 60. I gave him 60. I go, you could have Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> That's a dollar on your face. Oy. But he didn't know. He doesn't yeah. know. Well, they don't know. <laughs> they they don't, don't know. know. I remember, yeah, I think our, that same son around the same time, maybe a little bit later, yeah. tipped somebody, you know, 30 bucks on a on an $8 meal or something. Guys, you know, something like that. Like, yeah, he's just balling. He's just yeah. throwing money he's out. He's throwing it around. But it's because he doesn't know the value of the dollar. Exactly. Yeah. He's not throwing it on the table yeah. and goes, do you know who my dad is? I hope so. not. I mean, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not there. Who knows? Oh he might God. be. Yeah. Wouldn't that be horrible Let's if you found his... out your son was that guy? Oh, Read would... the shirt, buddy. Yeah. I, don't think, the shirt. I don't think any of my kids are. I really don't. They seem pretty humble. Yeah. <laughs> they, they they usually are. They when You know what I mean? Like when they – because you're humble. You came from humble beginnings, right? Sure. So yeah. so you, you still have that – in you, like you didn't come from money. No, no, so, like, no. So, like, I think people that come from money raise snotty kids, right? Because they've always had money, and they just that's how we live. But like, like yeah. you and I, you know what I mean? We're like, right? I, I know how it is to be broke. I, see, I remember I live using, my life. I remember wearing my brother's socks. I live my life in constant. That's my big worry. All, all the anytime we get like a nice check or something, yeah, my head always immediately goes to that's the last one. That's oh, it. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, it's over. Oh, no, we're screwed. <laughs> you know, like that's that's where my yeah. head goes. Well, I think is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, because I'm you know because I'm not buying like snakeskin Lamborghinis and yeah, yeah. a fleet of Clydes. Your son is about yeah. to though. Your son <laughs> is spending <laughs> yeah. money like your crazy. son has a hundred dollar bill. Just yeah. throwing out <laughs> like yeah, nothing. I'll buy that cheeseburger. Will a hundred suffice? <laughs> Keep the change. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who my dad is? Right. Hoverboard away. I bought yeah. this with money too. My dad's money. Bought this. Oh, uh, we had. Believe you me, we had the hoverboard yeah. argument for quite a while there. Yeah, same until here. They, until they started blowing up, and even still, my kids were like, yeah. "No, I want a hoverboard." They yeah. wow. Oh yeah. No, they don't care. They'll ride yeah. it while it's on fire. That's how they are. <laughs> Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Let me tell you about the hoverboard. Uh, the battery. It doesn't tell you when it's dead. It just stops mid ride, and then it'll catapult you across the living room at like seventeen miles per hour. See? And we've, we've all crashed about six <laughs> times at the house. So you actually gave in and got the hover. Oh, I bought two. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I bought two. And have any exploded on you? Uh, no, but like I'm telling you, the battery has stopped mid-ride, and I'm literally like, just laying on the floor. Like, just, I can't walk. Like, it, it's the worst thing. It, it literally goes like, I don't know how fast it goes, but it's fast enough to where it stops all of a sudden. You're flying through the air. Just cereal all over the ground. Because I was, of course... <laughs> Bringing cereal to my son on a hoverboard because <laughs> I'm an adult. Don't. Do you have it or no? Oh, no. We never did it. We no. never did it. No, oh, no. you didn't? No. Okay. Well, I did put a skate ramp in our yard, though. Oh, yeah. It's That's safer. pretty good. It's way better. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's yeah, way better. I, I bought the hoverboard. He built. Oh, I didn't I build did. it. No, I, did, I didn't build it. I didn't build it. See, it's different now. Like I said, I'm Chris. I come from <laughs> humble beginnings. I would never buy my son a hoverboard. You need to, you need to know the value of a dollar, kid. Now let me finish building this ramp in the back. Well, it's, there <laughs> it's called investment. The there are, there are Tony Hawk is coming over. There are companies now that will come to your house and build like a pre-drilled perfect skate ramp. It's yeah, the craziest man. thing. Is it really? That didn't exist when we were kids. My no. friend had one. You had to go steal the plywood from the yeah. you know the yep. construction well, Santa site. Bra- yeah, hey, we had one in our. You're 45, so Santa Barbara. 
uh, that was uh, that was the the beginning of the the, the pool, the the water drought. So all the skaters were going into the in the pools during that time. What so you, you know? We even build ramps. They were just looking for empty pools back in the day. I mean, that was a little before my time. I wasn't I wasn't part of that like Dogtown thing, but like mm. the Bones Brigade yeah. era a yeah. little bit later. Mm. Um, but there was a huge. Um, a huge old reservoir in yeah. Santa Barbara. And I think it's probably still there. Yeah. But it was a massive, gigantic. And I guess skaters found that in the 70s mm. and used to skate it. And then they blew it up at some point. So there were these two huge <laughs> mounds of like dirt and concrete yes. rubble and all that sort of thing. So when I came along, you would have to sneak up there and you could like skate. You'd just do a big figure eight around the rubble. And there was like a pipe. It was kooky. Oh, it's <laughs> cool, great. man. You love, nowadays, are you, you have like seriously three kids. Like I, that ramp is also for you. Well, no, this is this is the thing. I mean, part of being a forty-five-year-old man is to just be injured all the time. Yeah, which it yeah. sounds like you, you know, oh, with your God. hoverboard, you probably understand yeah. that whole thing. Oh, I'm injured sleeping. I'm injured all the time. <laughs> I mean, I'm injured right now. But um, what's injured on you? I'm I blew out my uh, ankle playing. Oh, there was a parent-kid scrimmage against my oldest yeah. soccer team. Stop doing <laughs> oh, that. No. So I screwed myself up. Yeah. But before that, so we put this ramp in the yard, and the kids were really into it for like a month. Yeah. And then they kind of lost interest. But for me, it's the greatest thing in the world. So you're we, still on it. Oh, we have dad sessions out there constantly. Come on. Yeah. Dope, dude. Until I got injured. Yeah. Because now, because when I was a kid, I'd be, you know, I was never very good at skateboarding. I liked skateboarding. And I skateboarded. And I would go skate ramps and stuff with my friends. Yeah. But it was always that situation where they're older, scary kids. And so you'd be like the little grom. Yeah, yeah. And it'd be your turn. And you just like not want to fall. So it's, you're not like working on tricks and, yeah. and that sort of thing. So now... I skate my ramp all the time, and I can. I think I skate better now than I did when I was fourteen. <laughs> I love it. Man, it's Dad great. session sounds yeah. amazing, dude. I've you... tried every angle to get my kids on there. They're starting to come around to it now. But first, I was like yelling, "God damn it, get on the ramp and skate!" I'm putting, you know, and that yeah, didn't yeah. work at all. I mean, you know, <laughs> like trying to, you know, yell at your kids into doing stuff never ever yeah. works. Yeah. So then I just tried to lead by example, and now I've just stopped talking about it yeah. altogether. And, and now they've sort of slowly started coming back. You know, <laughs> you know what's crazy about 45 is your your healing time is uh, <laughs> way longer than when uh, you were a kid. My son broke his arm. Uh, this happened just like uh, I think That's two right. months ago. Broke his arm right by the elbow. And uh, and he's he's got it in a sling for like uh, the weekend because we couldn't see the doctor to put it in a cast yet. So uh, that Monday we go and he X-rays it and the doctor sees it and he goes, "Yeah, you see that? That's a little break right there. I don't know. Is that a fracture or a break? I don't I don't, I don't know the difference. I don't know. If it's you know what I mean. That they're I I kept telling him it's, it's like, broken yeah, it's, enough that it hurts. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> you know? Like people always correct me. I'm like it's broke. And he was like, Oh no, that's a fracture. I'm like, Well, I don't know what the difference is. But anyways, he had a little break right there. It wasn't completely through the bone. And the doctor goes, okay, we're not going to put in a cast. You're going to heal fast. You're 13. Yeah. And I'm like, huh? You know what I mean? And, and I slept on my shoulder wrong about a year ago. And it's still, still. <laughs> it's still broken. Oh, yeah. No, that's, I did the same thing. old man stuff. Look, I, ah. I can't even lift my shoulder. And then I asked the doctor. I was like, what's wrong with you? He's like, oh, you got to stop sleeping on your shoulder now. You I did the exact same thing. You know what I'm talking about, I slept about, right? funny on an what? overnight drive yep. from uh, New Jersey up to um, Toronto or something last summer on tour. Yeah. And my neck is still screwed up. And I've, <laughs> yeah. I've, gone, to, I've gone to physical therapy, like weeks of physical therapy. Chiropractor. And it's not working. Not working. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just from one weird old yes. man sleep That's dad on the bus. Session. Dad session. Yeah. yeah. Joe Coy dad, dad session. session. Uh, I'm going to go to sleep <laughs> in this car real quick. I'm just going to catch a couple of these. Dude, this is the new X Games for dads. Dad, I'm going to sleep wrong. Wrong way on a futon. <laughs> Check this session. Check this Extreme. out. I'm gonna sit on the toilet longer than eight minutes. Extreme. Watch my legs go lug. No. 
My wife has no uh, uh, patience or sympathy for it at this point. No. At all. Yeah. She calls you stupid. Yes. You knew what you were doing. She's like, stupid. I saw you fall like an old sack of potatoes out there. <laughs> <laughs> Full weight on the ramp. How long have you guys been married? Uh, we've been married. It was We just had our 13-year anniversary. Wow, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. And um, is she... Because that's that's the hardest part. Like me doing stand up, I'm on the road every week, right? And just find, being in a in a relationship is already the hardest thing in the world. It's like I'm always on the road, but you you're on another level. Because how do you deal with that? How do you guys well, maintain that? You know, the thing is though, in in Foo Fighters, we're all married. We all have kids. Yeah. Um. So although we, you know, when we're in the middle of of touring for a record, you know, like yeah. a tour cycle, we're gone a lot. Yeah. For sure. Um, but we're never gone for more than about two, three weeks at a time. Oh, really? Um, it's it's gotten pretty like uh, family friendly. Yeah, the schedule over the years. So yeah. even when you're kind of gone a lot, you still it's not like you're gone for six months in one chunk. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Um, and then in the summertime, everybody brings their kids on tour. Oh, that's and cool. so it turns that's into cool, like a big kind of like family, you know, super duper play date. For and they're all weeks. friends, all the kids. Yeah, I mean, we all kind of live in different areas, so they don't. That's probably the no. What I'm most... saying when they're on tour, they're oh, all yeah. just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, everybody gets along, and there's you know, the, like my my oldest is the oldest, and then um, who's got the youngest? I guess Nate Nate's got the youngest uh, baby now, but it yeah it runs a gamut. You know, that's from so cool. Twelve to newborn. Isn't that the point. coolest thing to walk out on stage and look to your left and you see your kids just kind of like. Yo, my dad's killing it right now. Yeah, but you know what's funny? You know, my kids stare at Taylor. <laughs> there, was, there was one tour a couple years ago where Liam, he, he wouldn't even sit by the side of the stage where I was. He yeah. would just go over and literally sit right next to Taylor, and, and, and Taylor's drum uh, tech would give him a couple sticks, and he'd sit there oh, and cool. drum along with him. I'd be like, hey, that's yeah. cool. come over here. Yeah, I just know. ripped a lead, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Check that. <laughs> that's cool. You like what daddy did? Yeah, w- yeah. watch how I make all of them scream at once. <laughs> Dad, get out of the way. You're blocking Taylor. No, no, no. You know what I'm about to do, right, son? I'm about to make the crowd scream. That's cool, Dad, but move. Yeah. Just, a, just a couple more. Uh, all right, okay. <laughs> you can have my per diem. Yeah. <laughs> my per diem. Hey, you want that hundred again? I already <laughs> took it. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Spent. <laughs> already took it. Glowing drumsticks, Dad. Check it out. Oh, man. <laughs> no, that's that's, good. that's the That's the crazy thing. Kids, will they, they humble you, right? Oh, yeah. Because you're just dad to them. Oh, when you come home, I mean, you're, it's just, yeah. Your kids, even if they secretly think it's cool what yeah. you do and they do i mean they like they're, oh, they they're into rock it. and roll and it's you know it's it's the reality that they've been raised around yeah. so it's sort of normal to them but they do think it's cool um but they won't tell you that yeah much what do they <laughs> what do they what do the kids listen to <laughs> my kids listen to a bunch of different things they finally started going through a beatles phase nice. recently every kid great. goes through that yep. yeah yep um i played at this thing um like a fundraiser for uh the school that my kids go to actually yesterday uh-huh. two shows and it was in a thing it was uh me on guitar um Susanna Hoffs from the Bangles was singing yeah. and uh and Larry Klein this bass player was playing bass and some other people and then Stuart Copeland from the police was playing drums nice and um and he was just going for it you yeah. know and he he kind of stole the show Stuart because he's back there he's a big guy and is yeah. you know yeah, swinging yeah. his arms around everything <laughs> and uh we woke up this morning to take the kids to school and and my nine-year-old goes dad can we listen to the police oh nice <laughs> yes it works nice. it totally yeah. worked yes what's your favorite uh police album uh Sacred for me Missy. personally no i'd probably go with uh what's it called ghost in the machine yeah I, the police were one of those bands that like i i 
couldn't admit that I liked as a kid because they weren't a heavy metal band. Yeah. But they were on MTV so much that you still absorb yeah. their music. Yeah. So you know? true. Just like a lot of bands. Like they, at least for me, when I was a little kid, I, I don't think it's like this so much now. I think kids are way more open to different sounds. Like you yeah. can listen to hip hop and punk rock and mm-hmm. pop yeah. and R&B whatever, and nobody yep. cares. But when I was a little kid... It's like you were a heavy metal kid, yeah. and that's thing, it. And yeah. then you couldn't listen to that other stuff. So yeah. anything that wasn't within that sort of little box was not acceptable. And, and if like my brothers found me listening to something like that, it, you would just be ridiculed. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They I mean, fight, it never happened. It was mm-hmm. like almost like you couldn't. There were even certain like heavy metal bands that you couldn't get. They were too yeah. soft, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, all that stuff was sort of like you know it was just so around mm-hmm. that you still got it. So how about your your dad and your mom? Were they into the music or no? Not much. I mean, my dad was. I mean, my dad, if you really, like, peel back the onion, it was because of him that my oldest brother got into music the way that he did and sort of passed that on to me and my brother, Scott. Nice. Um, and my and when we were kids, my dad listened to a lot of Stevie Wonder, and he listened to a lot of Bob Marley. Nice. Um, my dad was on the Bob Marley tip Yo, way before all the, like, the grubby hippie people were. <laughs> what is it about <clears throat> What is it about Bob Marley? Like, I, one, everybody loves Bob Marley. Yeah. And two, we, you can't stop listening to it. You it's can't. Good. Yeah, it's good. My yeah. son, now my son, <clears throat> my son's got a Bob Marley sweater now that he can't stop wearing, and he can't stop listening to, to what is it, Three Birds, Three Little Birds? Oh, yeah. He can't stop listening to it. That's his song. I pick it's him catchy up from songs. school. It's on. Catchy songs. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing, that, that, that man, what he did uh, uh, for, for reggae is amazing because I'm still trying to find an artist that can... Top it. it. It's it, like another in that, in another that genre. Reggae in that in that genre. I'm being serious. Like who? Uh, it, it, is that mean to say? Or no, I know what you mean. I mean, it's he's you know because it's he's like one timeless. of a kind, and he was so good that it's, yeah. It, I don't know. I, yeah, go figure. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, and I, supposedly he wrote like all his songs before his first record. I mean, I, I don't know if that's true, but I heard that. So yeah, like all those songs. I mean, the guy made a lot of records. What is your favorite Foo Fighter song? Oh, my favorite Foo Fighter song. That's a tough one. Um it probably changes. There's, you know, the the funnest one to play live. What, how about the, oh, I was just about to ask yeah. you that. What is the one that you know, like, I can't wait to play this in yeah. the set? It's, this set. All is, My Life Always is yeah, the Casey the and funnest. JoJo. Uh, I love that song, too. Yeah, that one. And, and, and ever. Uh, Casey and JoJo. Yeah. That's for the next record. Hey, how many people love the Foo Fighters? I'm at the wrong concert. I'm at the wrong concert. Give it up for Dave Grohl, everybody. Oh, man. <laughs> By the way, that that uh, lick right there, uh, Chris. That's was that my the favorite. Casey and JoJo song? Can right we there? play that? Play that song in. Uh, <laughs> listen to Chris yeah. kill I can it right here. Bring that demo to uh, that, that next rehearsal. Listen to Chris <laughs> kill it right here on lead. Listen, is that your son? <laughs> He's better than that. <laughs> stop! stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, seriously. So all my life, <clears throat> all my life is probably the the one that always kills live. Um, you know, Everlong. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. kind of it's the really obvious good. ones are the ones yeah, that the yeah, crowd. Yeah. It's it, because live, it's like, what does the crowd go crazy the yeah. most for? Crazy that's going to be, oh, of course, that's going to be the funnest one. Yeah, you know, it's funny being in a, like when you're in a band because you know you're always the most excited about your new stuff, and that's mm-hmm. always the stuff that the crowd isn't ex- as excited about. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's it, like it takes. An album, it's, an album's got to be out for a while before people really yeah. know it. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe so, like, on the cycle that it's new, that's yeah. the song that people go get a beer for. And uh-huh. maybe the next cycle, then people are like, yeah. Yeah. Woo. Because that, that, then they have some, like, memories attached to it or something. Here's a, here's a, cool, uh, for a cool question, I, I think. It's like when you hit 
when, when you throw that one hit out there, that, that that's just going to be a timeless hit forever. You know what I mean? Do you always go back into the studio going, I have to beat that song. We have to beat that song. Or you guys don't even think about it. I mean, I think what Dave's mission over the years seems to Or just create be, music? Well, I think he's all about creating uh, the experience. Yeah. You know? And especially over the last couple records, it's, uh-huh. he's really taken that um, to a new level yeah. for us. So uh, I, there isn't honestly a lot of talk when we're rehearsing like, we have to be better than the last yeah. thing we did. <laughs> that, that sort of thing never really comes into the the discussion. Um, you know, of course, you want people to like your records, oh, you know. Yeah. But um, no, I think it's just the last couple records especially have been like, how can we make this a, a fun and exciting yeah. thing for us? It's a good place where uh, you guys are at right now. Don't you? Where's that, Northridge? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just uh, you're just in that place now where it's yeah. just you get to enjoy life and you get to make music. There's no stress. I mean, you guys are literally – you don't even have to put out an album and you can do a world tour. You can... Yeah, but I don't, I don't think we could ever think like that. No, of course not. You know not. what I mean? Like, and that would, be, that would be horrible. Plus, to... I think the fun is to make of course. The new records and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's like right now is a really nice time because mm-hmm. we had a really busy couple of years. And really, like, if you go back a couple records, we made that uh, Wasting Light record, made a documentary around that, toured a lot for it. Dave made his movie, then we did some touring for his movie. Then we made the last record, which was a whole involved thing with shooting that TV show and traveling to make the record. So that was, it was almost like we toured before we even put it out in a weird way and then we toured more i think on on in in the year after it came out than than we've ever toured before for an album so it was like it felt like you know five years or something of of pretty much back-to-back kind of stuff so when the tour came to an end uh it before thanksgiving like it's it's the first time in a long time that everybody i mean i don't even know what everybody's doing i haven't talked to anybody for a while (laughs) really yeah you know what i mean because it's (laughs) just everybody just like went home to their families yeah you know, just kind of enjoy your kids for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And and to not have anything, I literally nothing on the calendar uh-huh. is such a treat. It's such mm-hmm. a luxury, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Because we're so used to, you know, you come home, I don't even unpack, yeah, you know. Just, yeah. you, you just know, wake just up every morning again. going, honey, where's my skateboard? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, where's my hoverboard? I'm gonna go hit the hoverboard the ramp real quick. <laughs> I got a dad session in like three yeah. hours. Yeah. Seriously, Chris, come inside. Food's I get, done. I got oh, invited. Come, on, Mom. come inside, honey. I'm about to do Just, the. Ra- you're embarrassed. Put at least put some pants but on. My ankle feels. The neighbors better. are saying stuff. Put take your robe off and put some pants on. I'm just mad. That's not far from the truth, boys. <laughs> not far from the truth. I got invited to a dad session today. I had to turn it down. Dad, dad, too dude. injured. Too oh, injured. Can Chris come out and skate? He's an old 40-year-old guy. Chris come out and skate? Can we use your partner? Uh, hi, Mrs. Shefflin. Uh, it's good uh, seeing you. Uh, I just want to know. Hi. Is there anyway? Hi, Mark. Hey, how are you? How's I, Beth? Uh, Beth's good. She's, uh, you know, she's, she's doing Tell her the begonias look amazing. They're uh, coming in. It looks thanks. beautiful. Uh, quick question. Can yes? Chris, can Chris yeah. come to my house tonight? We're doing a dad sesh. <laughs> I get. You have to ask him yourself. I'm not. I'm not his mom. Well, I hope his ankle's better. And if, <laughs> if it is, it'd well, be he slept really on cool. his shoulder wrong too, and his neck's all tweaked up. So you have to ask him. Well, we're not going to go too hard, <laughs> but we're going to go hard enough. You know. 
That's, that's pretty that's much about great. it. That's, that's pretty, pretty much, much it? about I it. Love right that there, sesh, yeah. dude. I took my son to um, with a, a couple of his friends to the, the skate park a little while ago. Yeah. And and I thought I was like hanging back. I was like, I'm not going to crowd him. I'm not going to go. I'm not going to try to skate with him. Yeah, they're they're, they're going to skate over there. I'm going to skate over here. Yeah, kind of cool. <laughs> You're just lonely dad. Cool. Oh, lonely cool, dad skating yeah. around the thing. And I'm and I and I bro down with other middle aged other guys in the exact same boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, hey, you can be with I us. Love it. That's great. Seriously. And then when we got home, I I overheard my son. I was like in the next room. I overheard him saying to my to my wife. He's like. Dad just like jumped down into the bowl with us and was like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" Oh, like, he imitated oh, me like that. I was like, "What are, are you kidding me? I'm not that dad. I'm the guitarist. I'm not that guy. Darn fool! Exactly, man. Come on, he's the he, coolest he guy made around. He fun of me. Like, <laughs> oh, that's gotta. That sucks, dude. The fact that your your son took your wife to the other room to talk crap about you. <laughs> Can I talk to you? That's what makes me mad the most. You know what I mean? Totally. That that's uh, yeah. And, and, and to hear it like, and now you're in that yeah. pathetic. You're in that pathetic like kind of leaning it up against the door to hear what my <laughs> exactly. son's saying. One chip slowly. <laughs> and all I'm saying, this is what I'm saying, mom. This is all I'm saying right now is that, you know, we went we went skating, and next thing you know, he's talking to all us. He's like, yeah, hey, I, I used to skate when I was, you know, I've been busy, I've been on tour. Just well, that's suck. your father, it's fine, he's proud of you. No, but I'm just saying, Mom, does he have to come all the time? He's done a lot for this. I'm 13! Cheers up, go skate with you. <laughs> that's, cool. that's cool, but he's like the coolest guy, you're on the freaking, the one of the greatest rock bands ever, I mean, still, and it's still growing. Doesn't and carry that still, much weight. Doesn't that, carry that much weight with your kids. That's I'm crazy how you. kids, it's just, you're, uh, you're dad. You're, yeah. Your first job now, you you are dad. Oh, yeah. You, that's your job number one now. Absolutely. To be that guy. Yeah. To be dropped off. Drop me off at the end of the block, Dad. You know thanks. what sucks, Mom? You know <laughs> Honey, what sucks, Mom? No, this is me. No, he's taking a nap anyways. It's eight. <laughs> <laughs> it's eight. You know Dad takes naps at eight. Listen. <laughs> Dad it. takes naps at like one. <clears throat> let's get let's get real. Mom, you know Dad's taking it's one. <laughs> <laughs> he just had his <laughs> He just had his sandwich. You know how he gets what he eats cheese, especially now. Mom, does he have to take me all the time? Seriously, <laughs> you're gonna get there, you let your father take it. He got his own ramp. Tell him to stay here. The, the skate park's for me. Come to the, that was the last time I took him to the skate park. Oh, so that was? might that might actually I think I just figured something out here. Bro, I just totally had a parenting sucks. moment. You come around though too, you back with your dad. You get to that like I want to do my own thing, dad, and you come back when you're older. Totally. Like you're totally. like, Oh, my dad's cool. Well again. that's like what I was saying with my dad's music. When we were little kids, we we're like, Oh, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. This sucks. Yeah. And then yeah, you grow right. up and you're like, oh my God, that's so much better yeah. than I can't believe I was whatever I was listening to, to at that time. Yeah, but you come back around, man. It's that weird that you have to do your own. Like, yeah. I got to just quit. Uh, let me be me. And then you oh, yeah. you, be, be, you find him again. You're a man and you're like, yeah. you're best friends with your dad or at least yeah. cool, you know, cool. You know what? Uh, this, that my son's doing it to me now. And he, uh, you know, I pick my son up from school all the time. Right, and then he, this is what he said to me the other day. He goes, he goes, Dad, can you just let me stay after? Because my friends have after school care, and uh, I want to, you know, just hang out with them at after school care. And this is what I said because I got mad. I go, I just want you to know the reason why they're in after school care is because their parents don't like their kids. <laughs> <laughs> I use that one on my kids. Uh, a lot. Yeah, I said that. Uh, Say they don't the love you as much I as I do. Three is because I, w- I can't wait to see you, Joe. Yeah, their parents hate their kids, <laughs> and they leave them in like a little dog pound. Yeah. And they come and get them sandbox when they can. Yeah, I, I bust that one. And you out. know what he said to me? He's like, "Cool, can I hang out with them?" <laughs> <laughs> they don't care, man. No. 
How's the how's your pod doing? Walking the floor. Uh, it's good. Yeah, well, you know we um, we're just in this break. We've been trying to figure it out. Yeah, like, I've I've been doing it for a few years, and I've never paid attention to you know. Uh, metrics or yeah. having a uh, timely schedule yeah. with it or yeah. any of that stuff at all. So just really in the last few months, the thing came along with Podcast One, yeah. you know, to to put it out through those guys, mm-hmm. um, which we've been Podcast One is amazing, on. right? Yeah, no, it's great. great. You know, I mean, th- thanks to them, I'm here today talking to you. So there you go. <laughs> you know, they're doing their job. Yeah, um, but it's but with that and then just trying to figure out like how it works. You know, mm-hmm. um, how did how did sort of Get out there, but but I've also just been doing a ton of interviews. Yeah, tons. It's like I'm like right now I'm basically a full time podcaster, and I still can't figure out how to get it out more than once every two weeks, man. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's I got cutting say, into my skate time. It really is. My dad sessions are suffering. No, but <laughs> coming here today was so refreshing. I'm nice. so happy driving over here because I was like, I'm going to do an interview right now. But I don't have to do any research. Oh, yeah. I don't have to read anybody's bio. Yeah. I don't have to listen to five records yeah. right now to yeah. sort of get because because now we've entered this phase. Like when I first started doing it, it was it was the whole idea was um, I put out this record that was like a bunch of honky tonk country covers, like yes. old like fifties, sixties type honky tonk yeah. stuff. And and so our label was like, um, hey man, you should make a podcast and you could sort of use that to promote your thing. So so we were talking about me and my buddy Joe over there at Side One Dummy and and and, I, and we were going, well, what would it be? What would the podcast have to have? Like a has to have a focus or a theme. So I thought, well, I'm going to interview all the Bakersfield Sound veterans. Yeah. Like I don't know if you're familiar with the Bakersfield Sound, but back in the day, Bakersfield was like the hotbed of West really? Coast country music. You had Buck Owens, Merle Haggard, and Del Reeves. All these cats wow. came out of Bakersfield. Yeah, it was like, for whatever reason, even though there were sort of country music scenes all over mm-hmm. you know, the West Coast, yeah. that was the spot. And they all made their records hmm. right here at Capitol. You know, wow. A lot of those folks. So people don't understand, a lot of people don't know the sort of the history of uh, West Coast country music. They used to call it hard country because it was a little more aggressive, yeah. a little more nasty mm-hmm. than than what was happening in Nashville at the time. You didn't have as many, like, it wasn't so layered, and there weren't, you didn't have the choirs and all the strings and all that stuff. Yeah. It was just a little more nitty-gritty. Um, so the so I started trying to do that, but the problem was uh, there just weren't a whole lot of guys left alive, mm. you know, that, that were from... But I did get to interview Merle Haggard. Yeah. You know, I did get to interview um, Red Simpson before he passed away. Um, and Dwight Yoakam, even though he wasn't part of that, he, you know, he's heavily influenced by it and super knowledgeable of it. So, yeah. but, but my point is qu- pretty quickly we ran out of people to talk to, mm. you know, to do it, to keep doing that. So then I just started going through my Rolodex. Like, who do I know, you know, that I could get to and, yeah. and just started, you know, trying to get interviews uh, that way. But now we're at the point where... I, I, I want, you know, people to know that your Rolodex isn't like our Rolodex. So I'm pretty sure... Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it sound know, like it was a hard find. Like, I had to go through my Rolodex. Well, I know, but, you know, seriously, it's... It's, it's, it is I would actually, love to just have the letter R in your Rolodex. It's, and I would just take all of those. I, what I could do with that letter. It's one thing to, to, to get your friends to agree to come on your podcast. It's yeah. another thing to actually hold them to it. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes yeah. that can be tricky. Yeah, you know, yeah. Because nobody, like nobody wants to really go sit down and talk to anybody for an hour <laughs> about them. You know, like, yeah. I mean, some people do, but most people don't. So um, anyway, we started, like, now we're, we're, sort, we're doing that thing where we're, we're talking to people's publicists and, and, mm. and booking people that way yeah. and, and just and cold calling people. Yeah. And... Um, and so, you know, Favors. because of that, well, yeah, a little bit of that, you know, a little bit of uh, playing the game, which is fine. I mean, it's, you know, it's what you got to do. Yeah. Um, but, but so I'm interviewing people and this actually 
turned into what I really like about doing this. I've interviewed a bunch of people now that whose music I wasn't familiar with. Yeah, you know, so I'm getting turned on to new artists that that nice. uh, that are great. You know, yeah. and so but to do those interviews, you sort of it's not like oh, I'm going to interview Merle Haggard, so I'm going to ask him the 20 questions I've always wanted to ask yeah. Merle Haggard because that's kind of how I treated it initially. Mm-hmm. I'm just like. You know, I interviewed the bass player for my favorite band growing up, this band Hanoi Rocks, you know. So I was like, I'm going to ask him everything that I ever wondered (laughs) staring at Hanoi Rocks records when I was 13 years old. You know what I mean? But so, you know, now I got to do research and it's like work. (laughs) It's hard. (laughs) It went from fun to work. No, I mean, it's don't get me wrong. I still I'm really enjoying it a lot. Mm -hmm. But um, but uh, but it's just a different. It's a different animal. So coming here out here today, I was like, I don't have to do anything. I just have to walk in and just talk to these guys about. It. I don't even know what they're going to yeah. talk to me about. I don't care. It's going to be about, great. How about if I? How about if I ask you some uh, like history? Like in 1999, that's when you joined the Foo Fighters. Yes. And what were you doing before that? I know you were in other oh, bands. Man. Yes. You. Uh, I was a big were fan you in of a, your bands. Mm. You were in a. Thank you. I was in a band at the time called No Use for a Name. Yeah. And you were uh, in and, a Dave Grohl band as well, right? Like, didn't Dave have a band? Like a side band? No, was... no, I didn't know the guys in, in Foo Fighters at all. Oh. Yeah. No, well, it was how kind was of a... he familiar with you then? He wasn't. He wasn't. No, I'll tell you a, a funny Well, then we need to get detail. to your Wikipedia. <laughs> oh, does it say that? Yeah. On it? yeah. No, what, so what, um, what, what happened was I was in this band called No Use for a Name, mm-hmm. and we uh, had just made a new record, and we were getting ready to go on tour, and I got a call. Uh, I, I up, a few months before that, I had heard Foo Fighters guitar player had quit or left the band or whatever. And so I was talking to a buddy of mine who knew uh, this gal that was a lawyer that worked for the same law firm as Foo Fighters lawyer. And I said, hey, man, if you could get me an audition with those guys. Yeah, yeah I read that. Oh See if you can do that. You know. So you had you, you found out about the audition, and then you had to make a choice, didn't you? Like, yeah. I, I have to quit this band yes. so they can keep going. Yes. Because they had to go on tour. Yes. We had and, a tour you, like a week you away. You literally had to make a decision. Quit this band to yep. go get this audition. Right. Well, no. See, that's where it gets tricky and it gets a little slimy. Okay. And I, and you might not like me as much after the story. No. But, no. So, okay. So, we had this tour coming up. We had a new album. And then I get to call, hey, do you want to come down and, and, and audition? So, I came down to L.A. and auditioned. Um, not far from here, actually. Out in the valley. Auditioned for them once. You know, we sat around for an hour, played a few songs, and you talked to them. And the first time I ever met any of those guys, you know. Wow. And I was just completely overwhelmed, obviously, you know. <laughs> um, and so I went back home, but uh, they had a week of auditions, you know, and I was like on the second day or something. So I had to sit there, and I couldn't tell my band. I was like, I'm not going to tell my band that I just went and auditioned for the Foo Fighters because yeah. they find out they're going to kick me out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beat it. Yeah, know? yeah. So um, a week later, I get a call, hey, do you want to come down again? Now we're just getting closer and closer to this tour that we're, we're – we got to do. Yeah. Um, now, now uh, you're about to do a tour because the album has been released and there's a push. Well, the album was cu- was going to be released. It, it, it wasn't release. out yet, but we're doing all the sort of the, yeah, the pre the pre stuff. the pre high. I mean, and this is this is a diff, you know a different level of band. We're not. It's not like we're going on like a promo. Yeah, tour. yeah, it's yeah, a Punk yeah. rock band. You know, I mean, we're yeah. going to go get in the van and go t- yeah. to play some music with our friends or whatever. But mm-hmm. it was a tour nonetheless. So then I get the call. I come back down. Audition for them. Have a nice long audition. We play a lot of stuff, and then the next day they called me and said, "Like, okay, you got the gig." Um, so I had to call my band, and now we're like a few days out from this tour starting. And I and it was, you know, <laughs> they were ju- very justifiably pissed off, of Dang, course, um, for a while. You know, we're all good now. Um, and as a matter of fact, the singer passed away a few years ago, which was a big drag. But um, but yeah, so so I had to quit, you know, to, to go. 
do the and they had to get thing. a replacement for you. Yes, but which I mean, my buddy, one of the guys that helped me get the audition, actually found the guy, uh, got the guy who replaced me into their band. And it was like seamless. Yeah, it's like the next wow. day. Uh, this guitar player, Dave Nassie, went up and jammed with them, got the gig, and was in the That's band cool, for years. Man. Yeah. So and it all worked out in the end. I've got good news and bad news, gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bad news is you have two days to find a guitarist. <laughs> good news is I'm a Foo Fighter. <laughs> I can finally buy my skate ramp. <laughs> well, I got to tell you, if anybody listening, the drummer and his brother from No Use for Name are making a No Use for Name documentary. Nice. Um, I don't know when it's going to be done or when it's going to be out, but it'll be a good story. It was a business decision he had to make. I don't know why I just said it was like I was drunk. It was a business <laughs> Have you been decision. drinking, sir? <laughs> that, that, that's one but of those it, decisions you had to make, But it wasn't man. a business decision. It, it really – I mean, Foo Fighters was my favorite band. Yeah. Like, if there was one – every time we would go on tour, our, we would tell our booking agent, got to get us a, a opening slot for the Foo Fighters. Like, we loved yeah. the Foo Fighters. Mm. You know, like like – Foo Fighters were my favorite band. I, yeah. I got to join my favorite band. There was yeah. no biz. I didn't. I, there was the, literally there was no biz. I didn't talk. I didn't ask. Like, what do I get paid? Am I getting cut in? Like there was none. I just like when let's are we leaving? Go. Let's That's go. That's crazy, man. Yeah. That's great, man. Um, what is the 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 the, the what as a comic? We have those really those those gigs where you're just like, man, nothing worked tonight. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. We'll blame the crowd or was it me? You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm talking about an hour and a half set. Like, right, yeah, Oh, my sure. God. What did I do, man? That sucked. And <laughs> about an hour and, and a half must be a that. long time. It's when long, it's man. <laughs> it's long. And it, you got to get through it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you're just like, God, what is going on? But with with music, do you have those? Or or is there is there a way that the music kind of just – like you're having an off night, but the crowd doesn't know it? And- I mean, we've certainly had bad gigs over the years, mm. you know, that sort of thing. Or, you know, you can tell if somebody's – not having fun, it might you know. Then everybody starts not having fun or whatever. But what but, is it? What what would make it a bad set for you? You know what I mean. That I mean, night. for me personally, it would be like you know my amp would go out or so, you know my pedal board would screw up and I'd miss a part that I'm supposed to. You know that yeah. kind of stuff. It's it's when you start thinking about or you just make a bad mistake. You yeah. Know what I mean, and when you start you're thinking about the mistake you made a minute ago and that leads to and ten more. And, yeah. And then it just steamrolls. But to be perfectly honest, like <laughs> that you just look at your bandmates I, and just go. <laughs> I don't recall the last <laughs> time. I honestly, I mean, this is a, it's a great thing, but I don't remember the last time we had like a bad show, like a bad yeah. show where everybody's pissed afterward. You yeah. know what I mean? Like. There might be lulls here and there every now and again, but most of the time when we play, like people sing along. It's a good time. Everyone's right? like having fun, and mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. I don't remember the last time like things like, it was just yeah. a disaster. Yeah, we've had those shows, but yeah. it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened in a long time. That's got to be the best feeling. It's right a different there, level, man. Like, yeah, where you don't even go. You know what? I think the crowd's going to just be perfect. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you fine. know, we've all been playing together for a really long yeah. time, yeah. and that's like there is no band I've ever been in that I've played with as long and had played as many shows with as with the Foo Fighters. Yeah, and there is something that happens that I've never experienced before with any other group I've ever been in because I mean I've been in Foo Fighters now for what like it's 17 almost seventeen years, years you yeah. know. Um, so some of those songs I mean, we've played hundreds and hundreds of times. So yeah. there's there's like. Um, you sort of know each other and trust each other on stage in a way that takes a really long time to get to. Like yeah. a really, really long time to get to. Yeah. You kind of like just you, – you hit something wrong and then Dave just looks at you and I got it. Don't worry. <laughs> just let your finger rest right here for a second. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. 
That's pretty cool, man. Uh, your Instagram is uh, Shifty71? Yes, sir. S-H-I-F-T-Y-71. And then, of course, Twitter is ChrisShifty71. Walkingthefloor.com yes. is the pod. Uh, well, that's your website. That's the website. The, the podcast is called Walking the Floor. It is called Walking, Walking the, the Floor. Walking the Floor with Chris Shiflett. Yeah, and then Chris Shiflett. And we just Music. posted an interview with Andrew Stockdale from Wolf Mother today. Nice. I don't know when you're putting this one up. but And then next week, we're putting up an interview I did with uh, Dirk Bentley. It's a lot of country. I just, rocked, lot of country his, and I just rocked his hat last night on stage. Oh, really? Yep. You rocked his hat? Where'd you get his hat? Uh, from oh, Lance like Dirk Patrick. Bentley. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, I rocked his hat. I'll show you the pictures. Yeah, right? nice. So, yeah, man, uh, pretty cool hat, by the way. So the, he's going to be – when's that one going to – That air? one is next Monday. I think the – whatever that is, the 23rd. That's going up. I just went out to Nashville and we, we did a bunch of great interviews. What is it Great. about Nashville? Nicest place in the, the world. Nicest yeah. place so, in the yeah. world. I, you know, I, I go on the road and I always say this to people. I go, stop saving your money to go out of this country to find something fun to do. There, go to Nashville. Everybody, Say, I don't care what color you are, what kind of music you listen to, it doesn't matter. Go to Nashville. I swear to God, you're you're not going to want to leave. It is the most fun place to be in. It, it is, really is. People are really nice. It's a nice. very different dynamic yeah. than um, the L.A. sort of entertainment yes. industry world. Like it's you got go that out there, old school feel. It but really does, it, but it's got this new movement. Yeah, it's like, like be, it's being all built up, and it's crazy, and it's changing. And I'm sure yeah. if like you're a Nashville, you know, local, you probably hate people oh, they're like probably me. Happy. They were probably super <laughs> bummed that all these people are coming there. Yes. That said, I've never dealt with uh, uh, so many people in the in the uh, you know music world that yeah. are so helpful. Yeah. You know, and so cool, and, and just easy to deal with, and not nice. only helpful, but like uh, like back in the day, you know. Like those old school movies where, where it's just, I'm just a cowboy with with a string <laughs> on my back and I, I'm gonna yeah, go man, to, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to New Orleans and, and, and I'm gonna try and make it you know what oh, I mean yeah, and, then they, yeah. and they took any gig they could playing at <laughs> t- ten o'clock in the morning there's and, a song blah, 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 in there blah. my friend but what I'm saying is you go to Nashville that's really happening it's right still now happening. oh yeah I'm no, eating, we, we were I'm recording breakfast and this there's a band playing oh, and they're yeah. like hey thank you so much and then they're bringing up another band dude when we we recorded a song on the last Foo Fighter album. Yeah. Out in Nashville, and we were there for a week, and so I went out, you know, pretty much every night to go see yeah. live music. And one of the guys that worked at the studio that we were at, we were at Zach Brown's place, and one of these the guys that worked there uh, goes, "Hey, man, you want to see why it's so hard to make it in Nashville? Go down to um, oh, I forget the name of the place. It's been there forever. It's down on Broadway, and it's got the and boots. Does it have the boots on the wall? It's got, you know, maybe yeah, but it's it's one of the places where there's always like a, a country cover. Yeah, band yeah, yep, yep. Um, and there was this band, and I can't now I can't remember the guy's name that whose band it was but it's a long running gig that like a lot of hotshot guitar players have come out of yeah. and there's this kid playing it's this, this redheaded long hair playing a green telly yeah. um, who is the like I mean he looked like he was about 15 years old I swear to god Man. and the kid was mind blowing just setting the <laughs> mind blowing yeah. yeah just and setting I, the bar I went high. up to him it's, he's actually this kid Daniel Donato who's a just hotshot guitar player out there and I went up to him afterwards I was like you know that was one of the most incredible wow. shows I've ever seen. I was like, "Will you please come to the studio tomorrow and give me a guitar lesson?" And he did. He oh, came by the next day. He showed me some of his licks. Man, it was amazing. That's great. That's Nashville. Yeah. Wow. Whereas all man. they need to do is put in a Kelly Slater wave pool out there, <laughs> and I am there. <laughs> yeah. Moving. Relocated. <laughs> How? I mean, mind blowing for you, but imagine what you just did for that for kid, him, man. man. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, uh, 
it's, he's he's pretty locked in out there. <laughs> he probably didn't blow his mind too hard. I think you blew he's, his mind, he's, bro. He's, he's, he's on the up and up. Oh, you're saying he's been complimented by other greats before as well? I I would think so, so yeah. Okay. He's, he's, but uh, still, I'm he's, sure he's, a... he's on the up and up. For so when, you, when you ask him, he's like, ugh. <laughs> no, no, he was very nice. Damn, he was very nice. Look, yeah. Chuck, it's Chris, or whatever. I, yeah. I, get. Yeah, I encourage anybody, Listen, go here. YouTube Daniel Donato uh, and just watch just that kid's fingers it, fly. It's it mind-blowing. I, I was, uh, and, and like I said, uh, you, you're not, you don't have to be a fan of country, but I was in the airport and there was these two girls singing. I, I can't remember. I think their name is the Gin Sisters. Gin Sisters. Mm. And I'm coming out of the airport. Like, that's Nashville. It's music everywhere. Yeah. So their gig is at the airport, at the Southwest, <laughs> at the Southwest Terminal. And I'm coming out of you the plane. You got to start somewhere, baby. I, I'm telling you, these two girls, uh, their harmony together was just like, just beautiful. Like they were supposed to sing together. Right. And, and not a fan of country. They had a group of people. First of all, it's an airport. No one wants to be at the terminal. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. And just a group of girls were around uh, – I mean just a group of people around these two girls. And then they're selling CDs. I bought the CD. Of course. Yeah, nice. dude. And I'm like, this is amazing, man. And, and, and that's what Nashville it's is, Nashville, man. And yeah. that's why I keep telling people if, you, if there's anywhere you want to go, uh, uh, save your money and go to Nashville. I swear to God. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it is the best place to go. It's incredible. It, I mean, it's incredible. You'll, you'll probably put on about 10 pounds eating out there. Yeah, you'll probably I – mean, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But I, I, paid, I paid six bucks for a, for a PBR and a, and a fried blo- a bologna sandwich. Fried bologna. Fried bologna. Yes. And, and I swear to God, the guy cooking it was behind the bar. They had like a, just a little hot plate there that they're, they're, they're burning the, the grill up, right? The guy had maybe two teeth. He's like, I make the best bologna sandwiches, man. What do you want? So nice. I, like, I, want, I want 10 of those bologna sandwiches because I'm buying it for the whole bar. And I, that was the best time of my life. Yeah. Oh, that's good, man. I like I it. I forgot what he called it. It was something called Brown a, Bag Special. No, it was, it was called the, the Recession Box. It was recession called the Recessions bo- a Recession oh, nice. Box. It was a cardboard box with a uh, nice. with a cheap generic uh, potato. It said potato chips on it, <laughs> a PBR, and a fried bologna sandwich, man. And I nice. had the best time of my Love life, it. man. And they were killing it on stage. Killing it, and those guys I were bet. literally like playing as if like their their life depended on. Oh it, yeah, man. no, it's the 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 level of musicianship. It's weird. Country music is is uh, is everybody can play. Yeah, like in a just a just crazy level. Yeah, but it's sort of a it's a it's a a style of discipline. Yeah, I think you know it's it's they're not all noodling all the time. Yeah, but they could noodle forever if they you, wanted to. You know, it'd be fun if you guys just went to some bar. And just walked up. And have you done that yet? Have you ever just we've done, done like that. a surprise oh, we've done set? that a lot. Oh, oh yeah. you have? Oh, no, we've done that a lot. Oh. As a matter of fact, I mean, we've done that a ton, especially around the last couple album releases around L.A. Yeah, we do that a lot. Nice. We did one out at this pizza place out in the valley. Oh, right? <laughs> oh, and then, like, six months later, I had a gig with my country band out there. What? At the same place. Yeah. And so as somebody started a rumor that it was actually oh it's it says it's his you know his country band but it's actually Foo Fighters are going to play a set and it's the only time I've our my Dead Peasant Band has ever sold out a, a club <laughs> in advance Where's and I swear Tim? to God I, I I before the show I walk over to the gas station next door and I'm buying like a water or something and the guy at the at the at the gas station is like yeah man Foo Fighters are playing next door oh no and I, I go I go no they're not and he goes how do you know. I'm like, I know. Read my forearm. <laughs> yeah, trust me. I know. That is yeah. not happening. That's awesome, though. Yeah. It was fun. I, I walked out on stage. I was like, 
Okay, I just want to let you guys know, unless you know something that I don't, this is not a surprise Foo Fire game. Yeah. You can leave if you want, but like that's not oh, happening. Man. But if you want to hear some Hank Williams, we'll do, do that right now. Uh, is is the, it Everlong Hank Williams? <laughs> Dang it. Uh, the group is called Dead Peasants. Yeah. And that's your, yeah, yeah. That's your country band. Yeah. And, and you guys just do covers or you have your own? Well, we did. I, I did an album that was all uh, mostly all originals, and then the last record we did was, was uh, all covers. Yeah. And the next one will be originals. Yeah. yeah. Is that where you're – is that – where your heart was originally? Country? No, no, no. I came to Always it late, punk? man. I was I was a heavy metal kid, hard rock kid. Yeah. That eventually got into punk rock. And now um, you just love and, country. And but like around the same time, like high school, I listened to a lot of stuff. And yeah. one of the, and there was like this one rockabilly dude in town that made me these mixtapes. Yeah. Of all this cool old rockabilly stuff, and so I always liked rockabilly and rockabilly. Uh, even when I was a little kid, like before that, I loved the Stray Cats. You know, that was like the one <laughs> non hard rock band that yeah. I was into, you know, yeah. when I was really young. So I always liked that sound. And and then when I got a little older, I, like, you know, bought, like, a Johnny Cash Greatest Hits or something, like, yeah. you know, and sort of got that. But what what really was, when I was in No Use for Name, the singer No Use for Name, Tony, um, turned me on to all the alt-country stuff that was happening at that time. So this was, like, right after Uncle Tupelo had broken up and become Wilco and Son Volt. Mm. So those, their first albums had just come out, and there was, like, Whiskey Town and mm. um, Jayhawks, all that kind of stuff. So I, I started listening to a lot of that. And through that, I kept, I just kept going back. And I remember one point asking a buddy of mine, who now plays with um, Willie Nelson, actually he's a bass player, and so he's like, a, he actually knows country music like through and through. And I said, I was like, man, what? I love old country music, but I don't know it. You know, I don't even know where to begin. And yeah. it's, it's just so much. Like where mm-hmm. do? And he said, go get the Buck Owens box set, go get the Merle Haggard box set, and get any Wynn Stewart album you can find. And just start there and you'll figure it out. Nice. And that's literally exactly what I did. And because of that, that's sort of what, what I just, you know, between Merle and Buck, that's why I just sort of developed like this Bakersfield fixation, you know, because so that was fun. like, it just happened that that music was here. I man. had no that's idea like, Bakersfield. That's in your yeah. roots and you don't even know it when the, you're from California. The you only know? thing I know about Bakersfield, California is that Rusty's Pizza is there. And I always get Rusty's Pizza. In Bakersfield? In well, Bakersfield. you know what you got to do. I'm, oh, and I'm, it's in Santa Barbara, oh, yeah, too. Big time. That's where I went, had every oh, birthday wow. party when I was a kid. Bro, Rusty's Pizza <laughs> is the most amazing pizza joint in the world. And I don't know why it's only in Santa Barbara and Bakersfield, but please bring it to L.A. I don't know if it's a franchise or what. <laughs> Next time you're in Bakersfield, here's what you got to do in Bakersfield. Okay. You got to go to eat at the Basque restaurants. You know, there's this down. Basque tradition. B-A-S-K-E. B-A-S-Q-U-E. Of course Basque, it's like, like you know, that. I'm too dumb to even European know that. farmers that <laughs> yeah. came over here uh-huh. way back in the day to be like sheep farmers or something. I don't oh, know what they came over here for. So the, there's these great Basque restaurants. There's also this ice cream shop called uh, Duars. That's right. That you got to go to. They have not only great ice cream, but they have these little taffy chew things uh-huh. that are, will blow your mind. Because Bakersfield is actually coming up. Their downtown is actually really yeah, cool right now. they got the Padre Hotel. Yep, the Padre. Next to it, there. That, that, the Fox uh, Theater. Front porch. Yeah. I actually saw Merle at the Fox Theater a few years ago. And, isn't that theater amazing? Yes. It's like stepping back in time. A hundred years Years old yeah. that theater. That's what I love about Bakersfield is like, even though none of there really isn't much of anything left from the sort of the honky tonks from back in the day. Yeah, um, that downtown is it's like preserved. Yeah, you they, know, they get, somebody they just needs to fix it up a little bit. And, yeah, you know, get the Woolworths going. Well, again. I think they're doing it though. They're putting money into that that, nice. that area, and it, it, yeah. it's beautiful. Man. The only yeah, reason cool. why I know is my son's grand parents live there. Oh, nice. So I go there all the time. And that's why I'm in love with Rusty's Pizza. Chris, you have to get Rusty's Pizza. <laughs> I love Rusty's Pizza. Yeah. Sounds uh, so right Rusty's right Pizza on Milpa Street, baby. That was my local. Yes. Growing up. Uh, in Santa Barbara, there's also an ice cream shop 
That's that's really big. Uh, mm. God, I can't remember its McConnell's. name. McConnell's. Yes, oh, McConnell's. Yeah. You can get that at Whole Foods now. Really? Oh yeah, you. I, they're they're coming up too. I guess. Dude, yeah. I yo. Oh, Santa that Bar- was that was the spot. Right? Oh yeah, and it still <laughs> oh, yeah. is. Yes. Uh, your family's still out in Santa Barbara. My, I have a brother there. Uh-huh. Uh, my wife's family's still there. Okay, um, but my mom moved up to uh, Washington State after she retired. Oh, nice! What, what part? Ago. Oh, uh, squid, squim, squim, squid, <laughs> squid, squid, Washington. Uh, the That's not going to believe this. Not choice for seafood out there. It's just called squid. <laughs> I shot. She lives, she lives across the street from the Dungeon of Spit, man. What is that? Like, you know, the Dungeon of Spit, like the nature preserve thing, and I. Presumably, that's where Dungeness crabs come from. I don't know. Oh, I always assume that. I could be to- there could be people listening. That's going, the- what an idiot! <laughs> but it's like the nature preserve. It's beautiful up there. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is? I, w- I want to ask this for uh, just for me. What is your favorite like place? What city or country that you guys like to play? That like you look forward to it when it's on the on the. Ooh, I mean, it's it's cliche, but it's Australia. Is it? Oh, Everyone says oh, that. Man. I'm a California guy. Yeah, you know, you go to Australia, it's like super California yeah. down there. It's like you're like, why didn't we make our state like this? Yeah. this they did it such a better really? job. Yeah, it's yeah. amazing in Australia. Oh, it's, have you ever been down there to do um, yep. comedy? Yep. Yeah, it's yep. unbelievable. It's a, it's a unbelievable, yeah. man. Great it, it, food, best the food, best beaches, beautiful. You know, yeah, everything. The weather's yeah. perfect. Yes. I finally uh, took my family down there because we always tour, you know, because it's the opposite. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, summer, winter. Yeah. Yep. So we always tour there when my kids are in school, you know, because like yeah. our winter is when we go down there. So we're yeah. touring in, in the summer. So I finally went down there with my – took my whole family down there for Christmas break and we just never wanted to come back. I was stressing. I was like, I've been bigging up Australia for so long. That <laughs> yeah. Once we get down there, my wife's like, this sucks. Yeah, this what you sucks. <laughs> But she I didn't. don't understand anything they're saying. <laughs> um, everything's trying to kill you. No, yeah. She loved it, and my kids absolutely loved it. And it was probably the best family trip we ever took. I was like, "Why are we going home?" Yeah. It's, if I could live there, I would live there. But that would be a way too gnarly of a commute to get yeah. to band practice. It's, yo, sure. it's jeez, man. <laughs> I'll be there in twenty six hours. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah the four hundred five uh, channel was yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. backed up. Yeah, yeah. There's traffic. It's yeah. Windstream. Yeah, Windstream was. Yeah. Uh, yeah sure. I'll be there in a couple of days if you don't. Mind. <laughs> yeah. For reals. Um. What is uh? When do you plan on uh, going back into the studio? I don't know. Yeah, you know, there's nothing. Uh, we have no schedule right nice. now. So at some point, you know, we will make another record and do well, it all up. We want it ASAP. Yeah. Uh, we love everything you do, Chris. Oh, and, thank you. Uh, You're sweet. I, I'm so happy you came in here uh, and did this pod. I'm very humbled. That's the cool thing about Chris. He came in and. Uh, and he's just one of the dudes. He has a he has a skate ramp in his backyard. <laughs> now his backyard is probably the size of uh, a small. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. like, like a small country. Uh, no, 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 a small country or a small uh, amusement it's park. A, it looks like and, a park. You know what? It's, it's not. Gonna... I tell you what. I t- honestly, I made the. You know, I don't know if it was the wise decision, but I made the decision to to raise my family on the west side. Yeah. So my my. Yard is about as big as this room. It's like, nice. you know, it's the west side of, Cal- of yeah, LA. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's ridiculous. I, I, I always lament, like, oh, why couldn't I have been like rock star guy in 1975 when you could buy like, a, you know, orchards yeah. like Rod Stewart in yeah. Bel Air or whatever? Like, you can't do that anymore. Yeah, but you That's know gone. what? Like, everything's gotten so space. expensive now. You I know, know, but not only and that, more but, people. But, but not only that, but have you seen their houses today? 
It's not where you want to live. Right. Like I saw Gene Simmons' house on TV and I was like, man, that looks like 1981. But if I, but if, but if I was like in a big <laughs> band in 1975, I would have just bought like all of – All of the all land. All of Brentwood. Yes. You know? And just yes. that would have been my house. Yes. You can For all sure. get out of here. <laughs> get off my yard. Yes. I own all the bricks in Brentwood. Exactly. <laughs> That's how, yeah. I'm telling you, you, you. I, I'm, I'm very humbled that you came in here. Oh, thanks for having me, man. And, uh, and thank you so. One, one thing I want to. Uh, I'm sorry, I keep going back to this. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to end. I'm looking at the the time. It's it's already at an hour, and he's got to go, and I don't want him to go. <laughs> I'll stay forever. Yeah. Did you know you, you were can teach be... me how to podcast efficiently? Yeah. <laughs> when, when you when you dropped out of high school. Right? Yeah. Did you know that, that rock is what you were going to do for the rest of your life? Yes. I can actually, I can pinpoint pretty much, not the exact moment, but I can pinpoint the week Yeah. for me that really? I went like, That's oh, this dope. is what I want to do for my life. Yeah? Yeah. I didn't know that it was going to work out. Yeah. You know? But you didn't um, care. But I was like, "That's what I want to do." You were killing it. You know, there's like that point when you're a real little kid. Where I'm, I'm like, I got my sixth grade yearbook, and it was like, "I want to be a pilot." Or like, yeah, yeah, what? Yeah. When did Those I want to do idiots. that? Yeah, uh, <laughs> work at, work I, mean, I don't even remember that being Locker a dream. Hero. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, that was mine. Oh, yours that was mine. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, that was mine. A pilot. You said pilot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what but I, like, I don't even remember that being a like a fantasy. Like yeah. I can't wait to fly airplanes. Like I don't remember that at all. But I do remember the summer between eighth and ninth grade. Uh, one of my good friends um, had moved down to L.A. from Santa Barbara when I came to visit him. And I had already been coming down here to go to shows and stuff, yeah. you know, starting around like seventh or eighth grade. We'd come down, you know, when there were gigs at the Country Club and yeah. Troubadour and all that stuff. So I I was, I was came down here to visit my friend and like it was – the music scene in L.A. was just happening, man. Mm. It was like this was it, the mm. dawn of like Poison and uh, Guns N' Roses and Jet Boy and yeah. all those bands were still playing in, in the clubs and nobody had records out and all that. So that whole thing was bubbling up and I was just like, I want to do that. Really? That's course, what man. I want to do right there. And you were already hitting it hard. On the- no, I sucked. I was terrible. But oh, it's really? Because my, <laughs> my buddy uh, Ricky and his brother, older brother David, uh, Ricky played bass and David played drums. And those were the first guys I ever jammed with. Yeah. Um, the school year prior to that, we just like jammed on a Dio song for like two hours. Yeah. And that was it. And that was our rehearsal. But we had this plan. We were going to make a band um, when I graduated high school. Yeah. Like well, that was the plan. I was going to move to L.A. and we we're going to put a band together, man. We we're going <laughs> to rule the world. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing. And so they, those guys actually went, okay, you got to go back to Santa Barbara and you got to go take guitar lessons from somebody <laughs> that's – because at that point I was taking from like the folk – guitar teacher you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. which actually served me well yeah because he actually made me learn like scales and chords and stuff <laughs> yeah. so that's the best guitar teacher i ever had for yeah. sure but but they go you got to go take from this other guy there's this guy and he's still up there he's still teaching i actually met this kid not too long ago that takes lesson from him now this guy steve miles uh-huh. and he could teach you how to play lead guitar and they're like you got to go take lessons from steve miles then when you move down we'll be it'll be on and i did i went up there and i started taking lessons from steve miles and that was that how about he your- showed me how to go willy Now use the guitar, not your mouth. I remember the moment he taught me the lick. Yeah, yeah. He taught me that lick, and I was like, I got it. Okay, I'm good. Thanks, man. I'm done with school, Mom. Here's 40 bucks. I'm going to go become a rock star. (laughs) Yeah. Um, How about your two brothers? They want to be rock stars or no? Uh, They just like yeah. Well, my my oldest brother, they all play. Uh, My oldest brother Mike is a guitar teacher up in Santa Barbara Uh at the shop that we all grew up. Taking uh-huh. lessons at Jensen Music, still there, and he's an awesome teacher. He's like yeah. the best teacher in the world. And my brother Scott plays bass in a in a punk rock band called Face to Face that yeah. just put out a new record, so you should check that out. No, but they, I mean, Face to Face was like part of that, yeah. you know, 
the same oh, yeah. sort of scene. It's, it's like cool, the Fat man. Records Epitaph thing. Um, and but what I'm saying is, even at, when they were kids, they they wanted oh, yeah, to be rock no, stars. All three of you guys. I don't were think like, my oldest brother ever no. really wanted to be a rock star. Yeah, I don't think he. I don't think that was his path. But yeah. my but yeah, my me and my middle brother were like you know we used to draw the album covers all the really? time. This is what my album. Like I remember being a little kid. Like this is what my Kiss makeup's gonna look like. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> you know. But did you guys ever think about? Creating something together, or? we were we, yeah we were in bands together here yeah. and there yeah but you know thing, I wound up moving up to San Francisco at one uh-huh. point and it's funny because face to face the band that he's been in for a long time um, their bassist left and my brother joined that band and then the band I was in at the time no use for name we threw our bassist out and we got the bass player that my brother had replaced yeah so it was like that's crazy you know, some incestuous punk rock stuff. Any, any, uh, Damn. like if there's kids that are wanting to become rock stars, right? Which is, <laughs> this is a great question yeah. because every kid wants to become a rock star. I think everybody does. Even if you don't even play the, a guitar, I think everyone wants to be a rock star. That's the life to live. What do you, because it was a long journey, right? Yeah. It was a long, long journey. But I mean, I always tell people like, when do you, you just stay with it and just love it? Yeah. Because I, honest to God, when I, joined Foo Fighters I was at a point in my life I was like I wasn't a kid anymore I was like 28 you know Um, and I really thought like that I had taken being in a band like I thought like like, as far as like any kind of commercial success I was like well this is this is where I wound up and this is great and you love it yeah making a living you know and it's fine I was starting to think about maybe oh maybe I'll go back to you know go to college or you know I don't know I just Uh was like I don't know what I didn't know what my life was going to be at at that point um, and then the Foo Fighter thing came off and it was like, you know, came up and it, that was a whole nother world and everything. But I, I mean, the, the advice is really simple because to be honest, I don't understand the music business anymore. It's not anything like what it was when I was a little kid. I don't know how you get your band noticed. I don't know how you get a record deal. I don't even know what a freaking record deal means. Anymore. I don't even think there are record deals. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, so <laughs> I don't have any advice for anybody in that world. Do yeah. whatever you do nowadays. I don't but know what that is, but Make sure you you love what you're doing, and yeah. that's it. And that, you know that's the same advice. And it's just so corny, but it's true. It's like you gotta love what you're doing. That's a that, that was like the best. Uh, that, that's like the best answer in the world. It's like if you love what you do, then you've made it successful. You know what I mean? Don't do it because it's a career. Yeah, you know. Don't and judge. Don't judge your success by money. It, it's it's about yeah, your you love and passion. Yeah. If you're playing in a band and you guys are about to tour and, and promote a, an album that you guys created. You are successful. Or even if you just wrote a song that you think is great. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And sang it at the, you know, open mic night at the coffee shop down the street. You know, it's like. Yeah, exactly. That's great. You know, just play because you love music because you can't not do it. Yes. You know? And if you're in a country uh, cover band, just say the Foo Fighters are playing. (laughs) And that place will sell out. Dude. That's my tour. That's my Dead Peasants tour strategy promotion right there. (laughs) 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 That's the best thing about your position is you can actually. Actually, say that and not get in trouble. Just start that rumor yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, technically, I am a Foo Fighter, <laughs> not the Foo Fighters. I'm, wink. Yeah. I'm Foo and Foo Fighter. Yeah, that's true. Man, thank you so much for doing this, oh, Chris. Thank you. Thanks You're an amazing me, person, amazing father, uh, an amazing band. Uh, and then, of course, you're just going to be around town, just uh, 
uh, with just the, a full-time podcaster doing dad yeah. session skateboards. <laughs> yeah, dad sessions. And then, of course, uh, the dead uh, peasants. Yes. You, yeah, you, yeah. You, Trying you, to write a new record right now. So. Oh, that's so cool, yeah. man. I'm uh, hoping to get a new record recorded before you know, before Foos get back to work. So sometime this year. Thank you so much for doing this. And everyone go to his pod, Walking the Floor, and oh. also the website, walkingthefloor.com. And you can listen to it at podcastone.com yep. as well. Dude, you're the best. Thank you. I love you, man. You're the best. Thank you so much, Chris. I'm going to tell Corolla that your show is so much more fun than his. (laughs) (laughs) I love you, Chris. Thank you so much for being in the Koi Pond. Thank you for listening, you guys. Uh, Yo, tell a friend. And uh, and that's about it. I love you guys. Bye. Yeah, I live it like it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. I live it like I live it like it's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good.